Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, welcome. Uh, it is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, this is uh, it's a very somber day in Buffalo and western New York and uh I hope that people throughout the United States are paying attention to what happened in Buffalo, New York today with the sentencing for the racist terrorist monster who inflicted such terrible pain on individuals, on a community, and on the broader community that we have here in western New York. And for many of you, I'm quite sure that hearing what the victims' families had to say, and in some case the victim uh, uh, himself, brought you back to a day that, tra- pardon me, tragically is uh, never going to be viewed in the same way. May fourteenth. That was one of the. Um, it was a horrible day in in Buffalo and Western New York, and it was a situation that is never going to have closure. And we've talked about this before, you and I, on the air, about the myth of closure. And uh, there are some things that you're just never going to find closure on. Uh, I think closure is a vastly overused and overrated word. And what happens with any tragedy, what happens with any news story by virtue of the fact that we all get older and we uh, depart this earth, hopefully with uh, natural causes, um, as our generation, and you can be 20 years old and part of our generation, as our generation moves on and goes into the great beyond, the acute pain of what we experienced on May 14th is going to become less acute by virtue of the fact that people who live through it won't be uh, around anymore. And it will go from being something that is just unspeakably tragic and personal and sharp and biting into something that people read about in, in, in history books. And today... I haven't heard anybody use the word closure, but I have to be very honest with you, um, and I don't think I'm the only person who did this. There were times during our broadcast on WBEN today where I needed to walk away from the radio because the pain was just overwhelming. And 
those of us who may not have known directly or personally the victims, I think we all know of a friend of a friend or a friend who had a direct link to the terrorist attack of May 14th. But even if you didn't have a direct personal link, what happened on May 14th affected everybody in western New York. Um, It was just, it, it was damnable. And something like that, you're just never, ever going to be able to figure out. You are never going to be able to understand it because you can't understand an evil that operates at that level. It's impossible to do it. Uh, There were some things that happened in that courtroom today that uh, I thought were very inappropriate, Uh, some things that were said in the context of the sentencing. I thought that they were very inappropriate, even if, and I do believe, that these issues do need to be seriously talked about and seriously explored. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's somebody had mentioned um, during the statements or there afterwards, somebody had mentioned um, Black History Month and the fact that this sentencing took place during Black History Month. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that uh, I go back and forth on, and maybe you do too, is the idea of Black History Month being a, a separate month unto itself. And I'll tell you why. It has nothing to do with, well, you're a white guy and you live in the suburbs. It, it, it's nothing to do with that. It's, it's actually quite the opposite. Because black history and American history are utterly, you, you cannot disconnect the two. <laughs> it, it is impossible. Um, I do believe it is important that the sufferings and the history of our black brothers and sisters in the United States are properly taught to our young people. Unfortunately, and this is true with pretty much any aspect of history, unfortunately, a lot of our younger people, and if you think back to it, maybe when you were in junior high school or high school, maybe it was the same thing for you. But you say the word history and people just zone out. A whole bunch of Zs enter their minds. And I think that is terrifically horrible and terrifically unfortunate because to understand human behavior of today and understand the events that happen today, I do believe that it is very important that we understand what happened in the past. And honestly, I go back and forth on Black History Month, but it is for the reason that black history is American history. American history is black history. And I don't know what the right answer is, to be honest with you. I know how I feel. I know how I think. But I I don't know the correct answer. And one of the things that I think is uh, was a great loss for the city of Buffalo in particular When you think about our geographical position on a map of the United States, Buffalo and western New York were enormously important during the era of slavery, enormously important places where our black brothers and sisters who came before us 
were able to find some semblance of relief before making their way into Canada, where in the entire nation of Canada, everything was it, it was it was it, slavery was just not a part of the British Empire, and it wasn't a part of the British Empire a long time before we did away with slavery by virtue of the Emancipation Proclamation way back when during the Civil War. But so many years I had talked about Buffalo, New York being probably one of the best, most appropriate locations for a museum dedicated to educating people about slavery, its origins, its horrors, and the legacy of slavery that led to the civil rights movement that led to where we are today for good and for ill. And I I really wish we do have a slavery museum now. I am unaware at this point if we have an underground railroad museum that is a national um, institution that is properly funded. But Buffalo, New York and, and I, I got to do a little bit more research on this, but Buffalo, New York would be a magnificent place and a very appropriate place for a museum dedicated to what we call the Underground Railroad, which for those who don't know, it wasn't really a railroad. There weren't really tracks or locomotives. It was an expression that described the um, escape route from slavery and into freedom that tens of thousands of people had followed over the, over the years leading up to the Civil War. And Buffalo, New York, as I said, was a very, very important part of that. And in some ways, it's one of the proudest parts of our history in western New York. And I also remember, and maybe it was different when you went to school, but I also remember that it was kind of glossed over. It was mentioned it was referenced, but it was not gone into in great detail. And that is certainly an area in our education of history that people need to be made more aware of, the length to which people had to go in order to find respite from the horrors they had endured um, in places where slavery was still being practiced. Now, the today situation with the victim impact statements was just so profoundly powerful. There's nothing that I can say, and I don't think there's anything any caller can say that will sum up or describe the agony of what this community experienced on May 14th and its lingering after effects than what the victims had to say. I know that David addressed this, and certainly the young man, uh, the gentleman involved in this, certainly um, described it for us. But you think of a gunshot wound that is not life-threatening. Well, that does not mean it is not life-changing. And the story about, I can't feel anything from my knees to my feet— the story about the never-ending doctor's appointments, the never-ending therapy, uh, the post-traumatic stress, the night terrors, the waking up 
with a start, the hypersensitivity and hypervigilance and PTSD was just so gripping, hearing it from a survivor. And we got to learn a lot more today about the individuals that were murdered callously, cowardly, evilly by the shooter at Tops. Which brings us to something that I want to talk with you about today, a few things that I want to bring to the table. And you'll forgive me, but I'm going to probably be talking a little bit slower today than I usually do, um, and probably with a lot more emotion um, than I usually do. Emotion on the radio is one of those things you, you don't want to overdo it, but at the same time, you also you also want to make sure that it's clear when, when people listening, the devastating impact May 14th had on our community. And one of the things that I want to bring up with you on WBEN is the name of the monster who pulled this off. Now, one of the victim impact statements, the gentleman said, I am going to mention your name. I want the entire world to know you, your name, did this act of unspeakable horror. And I want to get your take on that because you have never heard me whether you know me personally or whether you listen on the radio, you've never heard me use this monster's name because it is my belief that in some of these cases, that is precisely what these terrorists want. They want to be known. They want to be in a sick way that you and I can never understand. They want to be famous. And they don't care if it's for something that is just so unspeakably cruel and unspeakably terrible that they did. They just want to be known. And I'd like your thoughts on this because should this individual's name be used or should we simply refer to him as the monster? And heading into taking your telephone calls on this subject, Maybe somebody will change my mind, but I am not going to use his name because I don't want this person to to have any name recognition whatsoever. I want this person to be anonymous. I think the names that we should use are the names of the victims of what this monster did on May 14th. I may be wrong, and I know the gentleman who gave the victim impact statement, I know that he would say that I'm wrong in this, but I don't know what right is in this particular circumstance. Do you believe, as you listen here and now to this station, do you believe that his name should be used, or should we just not even consider making him famous because some of these sick people, I'm telling you, they enjoy it. 
and they get off on the fact that, well, I might be spending the rest of my life in prison. I might even be spending the rest of my life in solitary confinement, but I'm world famous. People know who I am. And when you go back, even, and again, I'm going to use a name here because at that point it was a different kettle of fish. It was a different ball game. But one of the things that Charles Starkweather said after his arrest, after going on a shooting spree with his teenage girlfriend, Carol Fugate, one of the things he said that has stuck with me is, well, I might be going to the electric chair, but I'm just as famous as my idol, James Dean. And I think that that gives you some, time, some kind of a, an insight into the workings of a mind that is that sick. And by saying sick, in no way, shape, or form am I saying that he meets any legal definition of insanity, which is generally regarded as you knew what you were doing was wrong at the time you did it, but you did it anyway. Truly insane people, again, this is this goes all this goes back, you know, a couple hundred years now. But truly insane people, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know why they're doing it. And they're just out of control. So clearly his premeditation, his planning, his stupid manifesto, and his videotaping what he did. And to add insult to not just injury, but to add insult to such terror inflicted on people to the white guy on the ground. He actually said, sorry. And what is chilling about that on the video is the casual manner in which this monster said, sorry, because you're a white guy and I shot you anyway. There's no way that he ever could have made any argument and, and succeeded that he did not know what he was doing was wrong when he did it. And this brings me to uh, a couple other questions that I want to ask of you. Number one is, do you think his name should be used on shows like this? Do you, do you, or, or should we consign him to an additional sentence of anonymity? Not to protect him, but to not give him any publicity which I'm quite sure, oh, he might have cried today, he might have looked emotional today, but I'm sure as the years go on, he'll be sitting in his cell and he'll be thinking, well, this is my life, but you know what? I'm famous. People know who I am. Now, maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way, and I would like to know where you stand on the use of this monster's name. I am personally not going to use it today, but because that is a topic that I'm opening the door to for you, if, if you feel the need to use his name, you may use his name, and I'm not going to I'm not going to cut you off. Obviously, I can't allow language that is against FCC regulation. I cannot put that on the ear. I have to delete it. However strongly we feel about what happened today. And what happened on May 14th, um, the raw emotion that surfaced today in that courtroom was, quite frankly, a little bit overwhelming for me first thing in the morning. 
you know, I, I, I can be a very strong person, just like you can be a very strong person. But there comes a point when you hear so many people whose lives have been forever changed by this evil. There comes a point, at least for me, where I have to turn away from it for a few minutes because I, I get filled up with it. And it, it, it's, it's that painful. If it's that painful for somebody who didn't personally know anybody who was a victim of this terrorist, I can't even begin to imagine what it's like for those of you who did. And I do know some people who were friends with or at least acquainted with some of the people who were murdered on May 14th. But I don't know how anybody who is a Western New Yorker listening to what we heard today could not have been deeply affected by what they heard. The other thing that I I, want to ask you about, what do we do with the statement of this monster? What do we do with it? Because, frankly, we didn't get to hear much of the statement because we had to take it off of the air because of some of the language that was shouted out in the courtroom, which, by the way, was entirely expected and not a surprise to anybody. If you think back to the sentencing of Jeffrey Dahmer back in the 1990s, we carried that live on the other radio station under different ownership, and our dump button could not keep up with the amount of profanity. We did not get fined for it. And frankly, I think there should be an exception in in stories like this where you get to hear the raw emotion of people because it is my belief that that is the ultimate victim impact statement. And I don't know if I should play the edited statement from this monster or, or not. On the one hand, there is a forensic interest in it. How how could some what does he have to say for himself and the pain he inflicted on everybody? On the other hand, do I really care what a psychopathic terrorist has to say? Do I really want to give him any kind of an airtime whatsoever? I don't know what to do with that statement, guys and ladies. I don't know what to do. Um, I want your telephone calls. Uh I'm not ashamed to say that I'm very deeply affected by what we heard this morning. Um, And I'm sure that many of you are also deeply affected by what we had to listen to this morning. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. This was the sentencing day for the TOPS terrorist, the monster mass murderer. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hello, my friends. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. A uh, very emotional day for us. There will be no closure to what this monster did. Uh, I have a couple of questions with which I'm starting off right now. Number one, should we use his name? I have not spoken this individual's name. Don't want to make that individual famous. I don't want to gild over the horrors that he committed, the atrocities that he committed uh, by in some way adding to any fame or infamy he may seek. Also, we do have um, a cleaned up version of his statement. Is that something you want to hear? Or do you think that we should just say, no, Tom, don't play it on his show because what are we really going to learn from this monster? I am of two minds of that. Forensically, to be honest with you, off the air, I will listen to it myself. On the air, I don't know if you guys want me to subject you to that, if you are curious about what he had to say, or if that simply contributes to any kind of a sick legend that this guy might have tried to create for himself. I want to know where you are on this. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. And again, uh, please forgive me for um, speaking a, a little more slowly than I than I usually do. Um, I am not embarrassed to tell you that uh, I pretty much was moved to tears during the entire time I listened to what the victims had to say. And I had to um, I had to turn it off from time to time or walk away from the radio because the whole thing got a little bit um, too much for me. And the day it happened, just to give you a little bit of insight into why those feelings are like that, usually when there is a breaking news story, it always involves tragedy. We've covered more breaking news stories in the last five decades than you can imagine. This particular story, it affected 
a lot of us so much that that day I could only do two and a half hours before I appealed to my boss, Tim Wenger. I said, Tim, can you please have Joe Beamer come in and pick up? Because I, I can't do this anymore. And it was a very um, – it, it, it was eating at me. And it, it, it's eaten at a lot of people, and it's wrecked a lot of people's lives. 803-0930. Let's get to the calls. I want your input on this. Here's Aaron in uh, Toronto. You're on WBEN. Hello. Hey, Tom. Honestly, it's uh, emotional to hear you talk about the incident. I'm coming from Canada, and um, I wasn't obviously in your state when the the event happened. We heard about it. Um, hearing, like you're saying, the the like in your commercial break there, you played a couple of the testimonies, and literally, I, there's a part of me that had to turn the phone down. I'm like, I don't, I can't even listen to this. Like, um, but to your question, um, I think. You know, if a victim of this incident wants to cope in a way of saying to the person who did this, I'm going to say your name because this is what matters to me and I want people to know who you are, then that's their coping mechanism. Um, I think also that if you're going to, you know, give out their their statement, like you said, like people that are listening to you right now, they can go to your website and they can listen to it if they want to. But to play it on air and to broadcast to the millions of people that are, you know, possibly listening to you, no, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that you should be sharing his name. I think that um, if people want to, they can find it themselves. And like I say, if a victim wants to cope in that way, that's their coping mechanism. I don't take that from them. That's their ability. But I don't think it would be appropriate for you to be broadcasting that person's name. That's my thought. Um, I am inclined to agree with you on the name. As, as far as the statement, I'm having a, I'm having a, little, bit of a, uh, a little bit of dissonance with that because – in order to, on the one hand, in order to understand evil and how evil people think, you should understand what their thought process happens to be. For example, Ted Kaczynski. What made Ted Kaczynski a terrorist who sent mail bombs to people? Um, what made Ted Bundy the kind of sick mass murderer, uh, serial killer that he was? I think that there is something to be gained from anything that might give us insight into how somebody thinks who's capable of doing an act like that. On the other hand, I, I, but this is emotional, okay? And I tend not to operate out of emotion. On the other hand, this is somebody to whom I'd, I'd really rather not listen. Somebody whose words I'd rather not hear. And again, that's an emotional feeling that's not a rational feeling that is emotional so I'm, I'm guessing you don't want me to play the statement um do you think even though you don't want me to play it is there anything to be gained by hearing his apology yes I, tom i'm with you when it comes to understanding crazy so that we can understand how it occurs and so it doesn't pop off again how can we work on it and i'm with you 100 percent there man like there's a part of me that's like, I'm with you, like, let's play it so that we can under. But I just think that there's a difference between broadcasting it and then letting people go to it. If people choose that they want to go listen to this guy's statement, then give them a link and let them go. But I, when I tune into your show, I'm not necessarily looking for that to be fed down my throat, if you will. Like, I get the, the hard part of this where it's like, we need to know once again, where this occurs, so that we can stop it from happening and understand it. But at the same time, I don't think that we need to give it a platform. I don't think we need to broadcast it. I think that we can put it over here 
And if you want to watch the Netflix special, if you will, here's the link. Go ahead and click it. But I'm not going to put it on my show because my show is, is has integrity. And it doesn't, you know, conform with my personal opinions. And while I'm on this, you know, station and broadcasting to you people, I don't think you people want to hear this. So if you do, here's the link. Go listen to it. But on the, the station, no. Well, the, the other way to handle that is by saying um, – if this is going to bother you, if you see no value in it, turn the radio off for however many minutes it happens to be. Um, I just don't know. I just want to do the right thing. Um, I want to do the right thing with the minimal amount of uh, the minimal minimal amount of pain to people. Aaron, I, I thank you very much for the call. Um, do you want to hear me or anybody? I mean, see, news is different. This is part of a news story. News is doing its job, okay? They have an obligation to play this. This kind of a format in which I'm operating as a talk show host, I'm under no obligation to say his name. And I've never said it once on the air. I'd rather not do it unless you believe that it is important. And it's the same thing with the statement. Part of me wonders how many of you want to hear anything he had to say, uh, maybe glean some kind of value out of analyzing his words. And the other part of me, um, see my answer to the first question. Why do I want to give him, if I have the choice, and news doesn't have the choice, I've got a choice. Why would I want his voice and his lies to be out there. And I don't think, as I explained earlier, he's not crazy. He's evil. And there's a difference. Let's go to Dick in uh, Amherst. Dick, you're on WBEN. Uh, what, what is your take on everything? First of all, did, did you hear the victim uh, impact statements today? Hi. Uh, but it doesn't mean a thing. He's only doing it because he got, got caught. They should not... Uh, Make him popular by using his name. You're right. All right, so don't use his name. How about the statement? Well, well I say he does that to make the uh, the victim's family feel good, but he, he's still a killer. He done that because he got caught. If he didn't get caught, he he would couldn't care less. All right, Dick, thank you uh, very much. Um, can't disagree with what Dick said. If he hadn't got caught, would he be contrite? We saw his tears in court today, those of you who watched some video coverage of it. With somebody that evil, do we really take their tears seriously? Or is that just part of the act, trying to get somebody to understand him? Um, I, I, again, folks, I don't know the answer to this. I, I really, I don't. I'm just, I'm turning to you because this is one of those cases where I think... Um, Many brains are better than one brain. But I just want to make it clear. News does not have a choice. I do have a choice. So far, I've chosen not to use his name. When I heard the victim say, I'm going to use his name, um, I stood up and I paid attention to that. Let's go to uh, Frank in uh, w, uh, in uh, Tonawanda. Frank, welcome. Uh, you are on WBEN. Um, the area has been through uh, an ordeal since May 14th. And Today was uh, one of the key points of that ordeal, and you're on WBEN. Yeah, my uh, comment, uh, Tom, uh, is I, I'm sure you've heard the name Bull Connor, haven't you? Of course. 
Well, he's famous. He's infamous for good reason. He was a bad, evil man. Oh, there were a lot of bad, evil men uh, back in the day um, who had sure. uniforms on and had positions of public respect. And there are a lot of bad, evil people today. Well, yeah, obviously we saw one today. As far as his comments of apology, they were, you know, it doesn't really matter. But to not leave his, you know, I mean, that's up to you if you don't want to put his name out there. But I don't feel that that's going to be any help. I think people should know his name, how he, what he did. And he should be infamous as Bull Connor or Timothy McVeigh or Jeremy uh, the Dahmer or other 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 idiots that are out there. Um, it's a shame that the society has people like that here, but we do. And uh, his fame, unfortunately, you know, I'm against the death penalty, Tom. But in his case. I think it might be appropriate only because of the fact that I think that in prison he'll be protected and pampered by the white nationalists that are there. And I don't, I'd prefer him to be dead. Normally I wouldn't. I'd want him to stay in prison for life. Now he may very well end up spending the rest of his life without much contact with anybody. Like, for example, the Supermax prisoners, um, they rarely come into contact with other inmates. Their visits are very limited, and basically 23 hours a day, they spend alone in their cell with a light that never goes out. Well, that would be nice, but I don't know if that'll be the case with him. I think he might have a real good time in prison, too. There'll be people there that'll be thinking he's a great... That's a problem. Are you there? Yes, yes, sir. Yeah. So that's what I look at it for. You know, like I said, I'm against capital punishment in normal cases, but I think our... We have so many people like him in the prisons that they'll protect them. And I would make his name infamous. I uh, don't see why people shouldn't use his name. That's just the way I feel. Yeah, I appreciate, sir, I, I appreciate your uh, I appreciate your opinion. I mean, you know, I, I, I used the name of Charles Starkweather uh, when I was kind of introducing this topic. Um, and, and frankly, I've never thought too much about saying the name Charles Starkweather. Uh, that happened back in the 1950s. Um, we're not in Nebraska. Uh, in fact, to, no. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be flippant about it. But you know, we're we're not in Nebraska. In Nebraska, the Starkweather killing rampage is still a really sore spot. And God forbid, if your name is Starkweather and you're in Nebraska, you don't even have to be a relative of that sick man. I'm sorry, that evil man. Um, people are going to give you a lot. Of grief, and it's well, it's right. totally it, it's not called for. It's very unfortunate. Uh, people can't be responsible for their last name. Well, no, I understand that, but uh, the problem is, is that you just mentioned this gentleman. I'm not aware of him, and your caller wasn't aware of Bull Connor. So maybe they should be known. Well, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that Bull Connor came up in in uh, the previous conversation. I think you're the first person. No, I talked to your your caller. No, you mean the call screener. The, the, um, the, the screener. I yeah, mean. yeah. And he didn't know who he was, and I said, "Oh, it's because of his age." Well, you know, I think it's also Frank because I, I think, and, and this this is something that has concerned me for a long time, well before this monster did what he did in May, and that is. For whatever reason, and maybe it was true when you were going to school, Frank, kids are turned off by history. I was the exception to the rule. Bellavia was the exception to the rule. Most people 
are bored by history. Like, for example, the History Channel used to feature documentaries. Now, what does the History Channel feature? It's, it's become pop culture. Uh, anything else you want to say about this situation, sir? Yeah, remember the twenty-two caliber pistol uh, killer, killer here yes. in Buffalo. You gotta remember your history, or you'll end up having it repeated. Uh, uh, I know it's a hard hardship on people, but you know we live in a real nasty. I mean, there's good people too, but there are some real bad people here too. See, I, I was I, I was in high school uh, in June, yeah, high school when Joseph Christopher killed all those innocent people and the cab drivers. And I've never really thought twice about using the name Joe Christopher, and I, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I wasn't working and I didn't have that overwhelming sense of personal grief because uh, of knowing what was going on. You know, I'm sitting in my cozy chair in Amherst, and there are people whose loved ones have been butchered uh, at a grocery store. Uh, Joe Christopher, for those who don't know, was a serial killer, and he was um, – he was a racist and he joined the army and when he was in the hospital for something in the army he bragged literally bragged about the fact that he had well i'm not going to use his language but that he had killed some of our black brothers in buffalo and that was the break that helped to close that particular case otherwise Uh, they wouldn't have found out about him i don't think no, they, they wouldn't. And, you know, it's it was a different era of crime solving back then, much like back in the day, poor Anthony Capozzi was convicted of being the Delaware Park rapist. He had, oh, nothing, yeah, that's right. he had nothing to do with it. And had DNA technology been in existence then, he wouldn't have spent all those years in prison for things that he did not do. And, and frankly, the uncle that alibied Altimio Sanchez Early on in that investigation, I always thought that he should be held criminally culpable for what he did because his giving an alibi to his nephew resulted in much pain, resulted in people dead, and resulted in women being sexually, uh, personally attacked through sexual means. And uh, I just I thought he skated away from that. But thank you, uh, Frank. I appreciate You're your welcome. call. You have a good day, Tom. I will. And, you know, and, and Frank brought up uh, the idea of capital punishment. And I, I want to add that into what we're talking about today because I know that this might surprise you if uh, maybe you're a new listener to the show or you think that, well, WBEN, it's uh, all conservative, all, um, you know, all, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Medieval, there we go, medieval justice to wrongdoer station. That's the kind of non-thinking, knee-jerk reaction that we can expect. Um, and, and I don't I don't want to be that guy. And I've been through a change personally in my support of capital punishment. And part of me, after hearing these folks today, which reminded me of the people in Charleston, South Carolina. You remember that situation? I don't want to use his name either. Situation of this racist young white man going into a Bible study and praying with his black brothers and sisters and then pulling a gun and murdering them. And the family members of those victims were so beautiful in what they had to say hours after the crime was committed. It really gave me pause. We did a whole show on that. 
because, and again, don't want to make this a religious show, but it does tie into it. The Charleston, South Carolina victims of the racist shooter gave what probably is the most incredible witness and testimony to the Christian faith put into practice that we have ever seen in the real world. And these people don't just say they're Christians. They acted like Christians. You might remember that. Some of the people said, you took away my grandfather. You took away my wife. But I'm a Christian, so I have to forgive you, and I have to pray for you. And quite frankly, for many of us, it was absolutely, it was mind-blowing. And there was some beauty that grew out of one of the most despicable acts you can ever think of, going to a Bible study, praying with people, and then murdering them. Um, We've had a very emotional day, uh, you and I, all of us have, in western New York. And we're talking about the situation of the top shooting and the sentencing of the top shooter. And I've got some specific questions. If you're just joining us, stay with us on News Radio 930 WBEN, and uh, we're going to get more of uh, your input. It's Bowerly with Lucas Buckley at Master Control. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 